Nice baggy senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji and Sopolis. I have a dream. Honey, cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't got. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of the OnlyFans Football Podcast, live from Novotel in London, Paddington, to be specific, with yours truly, Adzi Cran. How are you? Good. I see you're very conscious about everyone around you. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm off to move it away. So this is on Zoom, everybody. I'm off to move it away, so there's not actually that many people around me now. But I keep moving back further, and the people who run the bar are kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, what's the correct one? You're on the site of Paddington, eh? Paddington, I think it's um, SW3, I believe. Yeah, I was I, I was around those parts when I was over there as well. How's London, Adzi? How are, are we keeping? Yeah, keep it well, man. Yesterday was very good. London is a very nice city. Um, heard a lot of contrary things about it before I came, so I was kind of a bit apprehensive about coming. Um, obviously, came in quest of League Cup final tickets. Um, to no avail, which we will chat about in due course. But um, yeah, lovely city, lovely part of the world, um, full of Tories. But other than that, it's not bad. And <laughs> <laughs> um, this will be a shorter than usual episode as well, by the way, folks, because Adzi is obviously flying back very, very soon, and we want to just get it out there as quick as possible. But um, get me out. <laughs> Um, Shout out to Alberto Moreno, who's also a big fan of pounding shirts. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God, it's scary. It's but, um, scary. How was yeah. your week, Ron? All good. All good. Um, very, very hectic. I was doing a lot of bits for college, but mostly I was, I was out, I think I was out twice this weekend, which is mad. But um, I was out on Friday in Workman's uh, Club uh, supporting Mr. James Shannon, who was doing a gig. Very That's good a gig. Gym. Uh, but really, you got a good crowd in. I think he sold out in the cellar, so it was it was actually very good. And um, yeah, I believe you were in Drada, but uh, Sunday as well was the day of the League Cup final. As he and I went to those corner of Fizbro to watch it, and I swamped down eight points of Guinness. Um, nonstop. The Guinness was actually fantastic there. I know we were there a few weeks really? ago, and it was wow. Shite, like, and. Last night was really good because I think loads of people were just in the sports car drinking it. So it's, mm. it does affect it, I suppose. I came home and I was scuttered. Me and Rory were walking home and could barely stand. Like, um, You seemed to go into the country buffet, did you? No, we didn't, know. Oh, that, thank God. That is the session. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shout out to the Kung Fu. <laughs> Shout out to the Kung Fu buffet of Fisbury, which is, um, seemingly it's getting the Mitchell Sacra. Seemingly, yeah. 
<laughs> For those who sense the sarcasm, it is sarcasm. <laughs> it's a camp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's that but, was my uh, week anyway, my weekend rather. And what was um, what was Slim's uh, concert like? Oh, big fan of the podcast is Slim. Everyone get involved in his music. He's a lovely fella. Um, he's improving day by day, and I think they're playing again on Thursday in the Grand Social. They're uh, supporting nice. someone else, so it, it, it's man. a case of you get your name out there, and more gigs will come, I suppose, and that's what's yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, so the more you played, the more you'll be about, you know. Shout out to Noel Mac and shout out to James Shannon and shout out all the other acts who were there. Brilliant, brilliant gig. It feels like life is coming back. Um, and it really felt like that. Like, I have to say, this weekend especially, I feel really refreshed now. The first holiday I've been on since December 2019, when I was in New York that time. And I'm, I'm actually really fond of, like, the city break now. I don't know what it is. We didn't. We didn't do any massive amount of drinking or anything, but I kind of really enjoyed it. Just chilling out, like we were going on long walks and all, and everything was really enjoyed it myself, my man Dave. But getting back to Friday, Cram, um, what a night! What a night! Oh my god, man, <laughs> what a win! Yeah, um, I don't know if I've said it before on the podcast, but Drada kind, kind of strangely enough holds a special place in my heart purely because. It was the place where St. Shells won the league in um, 2019. And then it turned out to be the last game of football for Shells that I've seen with my dad as well. And it's special in a strange and tangible kind of way. Yeah. And so we went back down on Friday, Cram. And it was myself, Dave and Shay. Shay, Dave, also very good listening. Um, Shay's first big away day drove down. We had Doris straight on in the car. It was a recipe for disaster, really. <laughs> We get down to Drotna and um, we started really poorly. The, cr- the crowd, it was a packed away and I'm pretty sure we saw that way. And you know what, Drotna, I'm not going to lie, they're not a great team this season. I don't think I said in the preview. But there's a bit of spice there. A little bit of spice between Shells and Drotna. Um, just for a recent history, kind of. Man, I felt so tense walking in. I felt really tense walking in. Um, got a point in, I think it was called the Old Mill before the game, which is right beside the stadium. Lovely point of Guinness and Drada, um, if you ever have a bill. Um, went is into it, the ground. Is it a nice town? Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I suppose it's all right. I, I don't really know. We it's did, just a generic really, town. Yeah, I mean, you know what the town's normally like. It's, it's quite small. They have like a smaller district where we ended up getting food after the game. Yeah, it was nice. Like, it was grand. Oh. Um, the, the food on offer in the, in the UAE was like, Recycled chips that look like they were there for weeks. It's like fuck that. I'm not going near them. So we actually got we got like fish and chips after the game. Um, I'm actually gonna I have a match day vlog ready to go on, on a TikTok. Oh, like, we'll probably put it up tomorrow night. So if anyone's listening, check out the TikTok. But um, yeah, the game itself we started quite slowly, um, as we tend to do. But we kind of nullified each other. They they didn't really offer a whole lot. And within, but the second half, the first half was so long. Because I think we didn't really have a foothold in the game. And Dan Carrefront, we talked about when he played against Pats the other week, he still kind of looked fully fit. So he was kind of struggling that way. But the second half came, Sean Boyd came on for Dan Carr. And boy, oh boy, was he a game changer. Comes on, big, big fella. And he's controlling the ball. He wants the ball. He's fierce in the air. Very good when he came on. And yeah, we get, get the first goal. Um, ball in from, from the left side from Kane and it was Hawkins put it away and the release of energy from the away end 
was it was very it was actually very similar to that nine twenty nineteen. Um because it was a big game, you know, massive game in terms of you know our shells of season isn't gonna be judged off games against Pats, Rovers or Bowls. It's gonna be judged off games against the likes of Jordan, against Harps and um, UCD, which we're playing tonight. Um and these are the games we need to win, essentially. And we got second goal comes around in the last minute. Mark Coyle wins the ball outside the edge of his own box and draw that put everyone forward to try try and sail something towards the end and Coyle just runs in, runs through on his own, slots it away underneath the keeper and 2-0. And instead of going over to the away fans, I don't know why he did this. He went over to the home fans and started shit and it was fucking oh, great. For God's sake. <laughs> it was proper League yeah. of Ireland Antics and uh, really enjoyable. Yeah, I actually have a fun fact about Drogheda that I wrote down specifically for the pod because obviously we're keeping up with like all the Russia-Ukraine situation is terrible and all that. Um, apparently, no, Turkey are helping out Russia and someone commented underneath this uh, post by the Spectator Index and said, during the famine, the Ottoman Sultan uh, Abdul Mesit provided £1,000 of financial aid to Ireland. Furthermore, the Ottoman Empire sent ships carrying grain and food to the island. And this... This um these ships landed in Drada. And that mm. is why Drada, if you see their crest, it's like a sort of turkey. Trans on spore. Yeah. And yeah. it's a handshake with trans border spore who are top of the Turkish division. So yeah. those two clubs are connected. And I think that's yeah. mad. They have they wear the same, so they wear like a wine and a light blue coloured kit. Yeah, it's been it's I mean, it's kind of um like I've always known about this relationship because Drada tends to tweet about a lot is the relationship yeah. between Tramps on Spar and uh, Drada Boy. I never really knew why. But yeah, very interesting to be fair. Yeah. Tramps so, uh, on Spar, your lads took a hell of a beat on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will, I, will I touch on uh, the other league games real quick, Grant? Yeah, go on, Adi. Grant. Yeah, so just touch on the other games real quick. So Bohemians 2, Dundalk 2. There was a contentious penalty in the game as well, I believe. Um, Jordan Flores and Thomas Amateure on the score sheet for Bowes, while Pat Hobe and, and Stephen Valley on the score sheet for Dundalk. We move on now to Derry, who won 2 1 against Shamrock Rovers in a big game. And Will Patchen got the goal, and McGonagall got the winner in the end. It was a great finish. Dylan Watts scored a free kick as well in the game, but that's quite a crucial game because, you know, we talked about Rovers running away with the league, and, you know, Derry are, are kind of the team that are up there with them financially wise. Yeah. They will be up there with Rovers. Massive win for Derry. Um, St. Patrick's Athletic won Sligo Rovers 2. So, Pats obviously beat Shells last week in, in Talca. And they lose her. Um, and they were losing 2 0 as well. It was, it was um, Aidan Kenny who got the second for Sligo. And Tunde Olaabi got the goal for Pats. You know, bit of a mad result. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really yeah. expect it. Yeah, I was very impressed with Pats and Talca as well. And like, I still do think Pats, like, I do think they'll push on and have a good season. But um, that was a bit of a mad one. UCD nil, Finn Harps nil in the game with the most likely result ever in the history of association football. We move on then real quick to um, the Stevens games. So there's, there's a, a round of fixtures on tonight. Bows against Pats, um, Derry against Sligo Rovers, Dundalk against Finn Harps, UCD at home, Shelbourne and Rovers at home, the Drottery. Um Yes, some good games. They're all kicking off quarter day for anyone who's interested. And the league table finds itself at the minute with Derry on top. Rovers, Shamrock Rovers second, Pats third, Swagger Rovers fourth, Shells fifth, the Dock sixth, 
Bowls seventh, Finn Harps eighth, usually ninth, and Jota bottom of the table. I was going to say you're not obviously not going to be back in time for Shells UCD you now. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. I think I'm going to. I'm wearing Shells jersey now actually. Um, I'll probably throw it on when I'm in the airport if I get the chance. Um, how open Shells do the job? I expect it to be UCD now to be honest, but stranger things have happened, and I would not be surprised if the students knocked one off Shells. It remains to be seen. Yeah. Right, Adzi. Sort of a quick fire edition here. We run through the uh, the Premier League fixtures really quickly. Yeah, you walk away, man, because I did not see a thing. Have you got them there? Yeah, I have, yeah. So I'll go through this. Adzi was obviously busy with his semantics in London. Um, so on Friday night, we had the most irrelevant game ever. It was a game between Southampton and Norwich. A 2-0 win for Southampton. And uh, I believe James Ward Prowse did uh, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher accent at the end of the game. So that was, was the highlight. That was the highlight of the game. Um, two nails to Southampton. Good result for them. Rubbish, Norwich. Um, half twelve kickoffs. Leeds. I I think you want to talk about Bielsa. We'll talk about that at the end, I suppose. But um, Leeds are yeah. falling apart. They're falling like apart again, baby. Uh, four nil win for Spurs. Some very good goals in this game, Adzi. Doherty scored a brilliant goal. Sarah, good team goal. Kulazeski. Kulazeski scored a good goal, yeah. Lovely goal was left foot. Mm. Harry Kane on the score sheet as well. Another great overtop ball by Hoiberg. And Son. Mm. What a ball by Kane for the fourth goal. Um, mm. And that was 4 0 the Spurs. Away from home as well. Um, Newcastle, two. Brentford, nil. The return of Christian Eriksen. And that was great to see. Good win for yeah. Newcastle. Palace, Burnley, one all, and two disallowed goals for Wakehurst. Oh, God. Um, but another good result for Burnley, and I think they're, they're looking like staying up at this point. United against Watford, nil all. I believe United were absolutely all over them and didn't manage to get mm. the win. 19th place, Watford, by the way, if I'm not listening. <laughs> Had to get it in. <laughs> Had to. It's not even funny, man, with, with United being as poor as they are now. It's not even funny anymore. Like... like <laughs> I thought I was, I'd like to say I feel bad for them, but I don't. But they're just so like every game's a draw. I feel like every game, like I think they drew one over Burnley, wasn't it? And now it's nil over Watford. Like, yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Um, two nil for Villa. <laughs> two nil for Villa against Brighton. And Matty Cash and Ollie Watkins goal. Good win for Stevie hmm. G back on track. Everton City probably the biggest game of the day for the title race. Hmm. And I actually sat down and watched the second half. Everton were playing a pretty good game. It, again, the case with Lampard where the team plays really well and doesn't manage to get the result. And I think it is a results business. So it is at this point they didn't get anything from this game because they did play well for 80 minutes of the, the game. And then City sort of took over. I think Deli Ali came on for Van de Beek and they lost midfield. <sighs> but um, yeah, Phil Foden gets the goal in the end. A bit of a tap in, but... City, great result for them in terms of the title race. I think Liverpool, um, they need to be winning that game in April by the looks of it. Is it a case of us, and I say us, I mean the general kind of populace of Premier League sports, have we overhyped this City team? Today? Because this Everton side, and all due respect to Lampard, he's, he has a very tough job on his hand there regardless. But Everton could have really got somewhere. And not even just a draw, like they could have really got a win. I was looking at this game. I was looking at bits of this game on top of the shard in London, which is the vibes there are <laughs> very, very nice. 
Um, free glass of champagne when you walk in as well for some reason. Um, but yeah, lovely. But anyways, um, it's one mistake that does it for. It's one mistake that does it for uh, uh, everything. Michael Caine, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you doing? Um, Here, shoot that baby up, Anzi. Fuck's sake. <laughs> and then you have you have um, the penalty. That's a penalty every day of the week. I don't know how the referees are given a penalty um, against Rodri. Yeah, no, that's it's a handball. Absolutely shocking. It's it's a handball every day of the week. Awful decision. But okay, it is what it is. And these are kind of the things you're up against. But another poor refereeing decision there. And but go on, you can finish yeah. there with something again. We'll be back covering the full games next week, ladies and gents. But uh, West Ham won, Wolves nil. A great result for West Ham in terms of the top four race. Still in it to get that Champions League football. Um, will we touch on Bielsa really quickly? Because I know I brought up the yeah. lead results, the 4-0. Just, and just yeah, yeah. What are Leeds doing? <laughs> I think it's a bonkers decision. Bielsa's Leeds hasn't been in the bottom three since he's brought Leeds up. Mm. Haven't been in the bottom three once. Um, and I know we give them stick at, at times, you know what I mean? A bit of banter with him. But in general, man, it's a shocking decision. I think it's a lot of a decision because... Fair enough, the style and games and games against the likes of Liverpool or Chelsea or even United, it's, it's costly against United as well. They're getting absolutely spanked. Mm. But when they play that certain style against, I don't know, the likes of Brian Burnley, they get results against them. You know what I mean? They played last time in, in uh, the London Stadium or whatever it's called um, and they beat them, was it, 4-3? I'd be absolutely fuming because they're bringing in some American lad now. I think his name is Jesse Marsh who's worked with Salzburg and Leipzig, I think. Um, it's just mad. I just, I just think it's mad, you know. And um, if we, it'd be great if they brought a big sound for the crack, but I, I don't think that'll happen. No, I, I would as well. Like this man brought you up as well, and I, I don't know if the the reports were they mutually parted, but I don't think I'd, more of a second, I believe. Yeah, I think it's a shocking decision as well. I'd echo that because. I think Leeds had an identity as a as a team, as a footballing team. What are we three months out from the end of the season, and you're trying you're you're bringing in someone else? I think it's a horror. It's what's the point of it? I, I don't see the point. Like we have eleven games left for Leeds to stay up. They probably need about fourteen points or thereabouts. Like Bielsa was probably the best man to do that for them, and they've just gone and they've let him go, which is crazy and. He's brought them up. He's he's built the foundations. He's brought them to where they are now. I I don't get it at all. He's built up. He's built up enough credit as well as to not be sacked. Yeah. Like I, I think this is and look at and even about like compared to Tuchel's decision to bring Kepa on, it's football being reactionary because that's what it is for the most part. But to be honest with you, I do think Leeds be alright. I don't think Leeds will go down, but. So there's a very real possibility that they do now with this this lad Jesse Martian. Um yeah, they could be in trouble. Leads are falling apart again. And then we had the big one, Adzi. And this is the one we want to talk about. Chelsea versus Liverpool. I was in Doyle's corner of Fisborough. You were across the water. Landing mm. Giza. Um I was indeed man. The quest for tickets for this final, I swear to God, it's taken years off my life. We didn't get tickets in the end. And um, we ended up in some... We actually ended up back in the hotel bar. Lovely bar. It's, it's actually, again, quite quite cushy, quite vibey. And a point of Stella is £4.25. Pound. 
which is that's not awful. Look. But we were looking at the game in our news crowd and ten tense as fuck as you can well believe. And this this random this this kind of group of people came in. I mean, they're lovely people. Um, I mean, I don't know them, but I suppose they were nice. Um, and obviously, I'm there wearing a t-shirt, Beatles cover. I think the album is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club or something like that. But it's like with Liverpool players on. It's an Arab football job. It's a nice t-shirt. Yeah. And obviously, we're speaking Irish and we're cheering for Liverpool every time they score. Every chance they had, now it's jazz. And this fella came in. I swear to God, man, just an ugly landed at. Right, just sits like not. I'm not gonna say directly opposite us, but he's kind of in the vicinity of us, and uh, he just started to punch penalty out of nowhere. And me and Dave, you know, we're like in general watching football, we can be a bit voiceless. We kind of kept that a dull roar because we're in the hotel bar, like you couldn't be screaming. There's people like having their dinner now, mm-hmm. and then um, this fella, like, whenever Chelsea got a chance, and I passed, he was kind of gone mad. And like, we were like, all right, mate, relax. And then I, I heard him under his breath go. These scouts scum talking about and I was like, oh, so we have a Tory on our hand. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, like, like, and again, man, you can hear me and Dave, two doubles, like, you know, we're Irish, not from England, anyways. And then um, when Keller stepped up to take the penalty and scored, he just goes, that Irish scum. And I was like, oh, yeah, darling. So again, as I said, I was wearing the Beatles t shirt, and on the end of it, it has like champions running across it. It's from when we won the league a couple of seasons ago. But obviously, obviously Kepa skies the, the last penalty. And when he skied it, there was a bit of a group around us at that stage because it was obviously penalties tense. Everyone's looking at it. And when Kepa skied it, oh, he, it's true, it's gone. I, I started screaming. Like, it was the first time I screamed all game. Gave him a hug and a kiss. Gave Dave a hug. And I just went over to your man who was, I swear to God, man, he definitely didn't support Chelsea because he didn't know anything about them. He was just supporting Chelsea through the because. Oh, he was Irish, or we were Irish, and it was Liverpool. Like he's just totally like. Oh yeah, no. I just went, just went over to him with my t-shirt and just like, just pointed at where it said champs. I was like, champions again, Ale, Ale. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't having any of it, but um, he was fuming. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> he was in the hydra crap. He was absolutely fuming, and it made it all the sweeter. Just the fact that Irishman scored to win a penalty as well was just hilarious. But um, well thought. The game itself, the game itself, Cran, you're in. DJ Pedro Pascal's Doyle's Corner. And first of all, I know you're going to agree with me when I say this. It's probably a bit of an obvious thing to say. What a game of football. Oh, it was absolutely brilliant, Adzi. From start to finish, from minute one, end to end. And no, what I liked about it is it was a classic cup game. Both going for, no one was sitting back. Like, obviously, we were doing defending on both sides. But I think that some of the defending, some of the goalkeeping was absolutely brilliant. Because there was chances in the game. Alison made saves. Mendy made some unbelievable saves. I thought he was absolutely terrific. But um, I thought Van Dijk and Matip, I think, at the back for Liverpool were excellent as well. It, what a game, Adzi. What a game. And um, I was in a bar full of Liverpool fans. Um, opposite end of the spectrum, maybe. We're at two, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was in a bar full of chess. <laughs> <laughs> and that one Tory who just hated Irish people. Sorry, Frank, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, there's always one that spoils it, but yeah, it was a great atmosphere in there, I have to say. And uh, every now and then, me and Rui were let out a big scream. <laughs> and uh, the, there was actually Scousers sitting beside us. This is literally uh, like uh, a complete contrast, but there were Scousers sitting beside us, sort of saying mm. Chelsea scum and all this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was actually, it was very funny. Um, and it, get, it went to penalties in the end. Uh, as soon as Kepa 
missed that penalty. Rory whipped off his jumper, had the Chelsea jersey on, the only Chelsea jersey in the place. What a man. And uh, yeah, it was a great night all around. There were some lovely Liverpool fans actually around us, condoning us. So it was a, it was a good day all around. And yeah, Doyle's corner, what a spot. What a spot, Eddie. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things you said there before we get on to Doyle's or whatever was about the defensive kind of... And I, to be honest with you, I don't know why the people agree with me. And like you see him all and you're like, that was a boring game. Far from it. I completely, I'm completely of the opinion that it was a defensive masterclass from both sides. And I'll tell you why. Liverpool's offside trap, the whole, it was two different defensive sides, first of all. But the way Liverpool defended compared to the way Chelsea defended, completely contrasted each other. Liverpool, the high line, the offside trap, worked like a charm. Obviously, there was the contentious Lukaku goal, which we'll get into. And then you look at Chelsea's defending. It's, I mean, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but it's typical Chelsea. Put your body on the line. You know what I mean? Get in front of the ball. You know, stop crosses, stop shots. And look, at, I, I was saying this to my mom funny enough last night um, when we were, after, we were having a few drinks afterwards. And I was like, this is this is kind of the essence of football in, in a 120-minute period. The, t- the tension, the intensity of the game, you know, how you're feeling watching it and the emotions you're going through. And unfortunately, with cup, with cup finals, and this is me being genuine now when I say this, both of us can't win. You know what I mean? There can only yeah. be one winner and there can only be one loser. And in this case, it was Liverpool that won and Chelsea that lost. And the way I'm feeling after the game is completely, completely con- contradictory to the way you feel. But that's the beauty of football. In a way, you know what I mean. Like I, I, um, I, I entered uh, Doyle's uh, not caring and saying, "Ah, it's only the cup or whatever," because we won two trophies already this season. That when that match ended, heart to God, I was absolutely fuming, and I think that 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 epitomizes what you're trying to say, because <laughs> it, it it sucks you in and it invests you beyond belief. And, and I don't, I don't think there's anything like it in the world in terms of a penalty shootout. And like, like even you look at Tuchel's tactical notes there, a bit of like Kepa and Ferenc, he does save penalties. Um, but a lot of a lot of that substitution is trying to get into Liverpool's head. It's trying to like step ahead of them. And I thought Liverpool counteracted that brilliantly by having three defenders take uh, for the four six penalties. Robertson, Trent, and Virgil mm-hmm. were all in the four six penalties, which I think is very interesting. Um, obviously, Milner took the fourth one. Fabinho dinks it down the middle. Um, I thought Kepi could have done better for Van, for Van Dijk's one, but to be honest with you, Canate, I think if I had a Canate as well, he got a hand on it, and I think Kelleher as well, he'd be disappointed because he got a hand on a few of them. But look, at football is based on split decision moments, and it was it was it was unfortunately Kepi taking a goal kick instead of a penalty and missing. And to be fair to Kepi, I don't blame him, um, because it's tough to step up and and perform, but. Um, I think in a game of fine margins like this, I think it may be in, like, hindsight is great, you know what I mean? And Mendy was having an unbelievable game. It felt like nothing was getting past that man. And mm-hmm. I feel, I just feel like if he was in goal um, and people go on about Kepa's penalty re- record, whatever, like, if you look at the AFCON final, if anyone was looking at that, you know, Mendy was absolutely terrific in that shootout. Mm-hmm. So you can't, mm-hmm. you can't say, oh, Kepa's brilliant and then just ignore what Mendy's done. You know what I mean? And he's a he's a big game player as well, Mendy. Like I think, for me, in anyways, like I've seen I've seen Redknapp and Carragher have a debate about it, and I agree in the sense of in the sense of you know, like when a penalty shootout comes around, you're likely to bring on a penalty taker. I know that might sound stupid, but that's what people do. 
So why can't you bring on a penalty stopper? Like why can't you bring on a goalkeeper who's renowned for saving penalties? Um, but I, I, I do think there's time. Like again, it's all split decisions. It's all like quick thinking. For me, anyways, if I'm if I'm too good, I'm fuming because um, Mendy was having a great game. Yeah, Mendy was on form and he's a big game player as well. And I can understand the type of decision. I fully understand that. Like I wouldn't disagree with it other than I think he's trying to be a bit too smart there I think he should have just stuck with Mendy you know what I mean let Mendy see it out and obviously there's the argument of I think Carragher said it you know this is Kepa's competition because he's played in all the games up to now but if that's if that's the case then why the fuck is he starting the final you know what I mean exactly like this wasn't this wasn't even up for debate uh, about 10 or 15 years ago bringing a keeper on for a shootout like it was unheard of so the fact people are going on about it now um, like I don't think uh, Redknapp brought up the right points in that debate either for Mendy having an unbelievable game you know what I mean Um, he was just sort of saying oh well you don't do that it makes no sense but yeah I was just I was very annoyed because I seen Mendy and what he done in that game and I seen what he done at AFCON in the penalty shootout there and I felt like he was perfect for that shootout but look it is what it is as I said hindsight and all that but yeah a game of small margins what a game. Mm. What a brilliant game. What a, what a game. And I think that's the tour classic Liverpool and Chelsea have served up this season. All the games we've played against should have been very good. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I don't think it'll be the last one. I think we'll either meet each other in the FA Cup or in the Champions League. That, it's a very real possibility. One of the things I want to touch on real quick was, was Kelleher because I thought he dealt very well the whole game. Yeah. Um, for us, in anyways, being in London, I thought it was quite poetic that it was an Irishman that scored the penalty, that scored the winner. In the kind of most, the most unlikely scenario of a goalkeeper scoring, you know that kind of way? Actually, very Yeah. And there was, I think Kelleher used to be a striker for Ringmahan United in Cork. Um, when he, I think the last time he played in front was when he was 16. And he's still only young, he's only about 22 or 23. Um, it's typical Ireland, it's typical Ireland though, isn't it? You know, Three of our best players at the minute, or two of the best players, anyways, is Bazzini and Keller. You know what I mean? We had it with Coleman and Doherty for years, and um, it's a bit unfortunate. But at the same time, I think Keller, the whole game, I thought he dealt very well. I thought it was one or two times where he looked a bit shaky. Um, I'm not going to lie. And I, look, I'm a big fan of Keller, but it's, it's massive pressure on him, mm. massive pressure to him into it. And look at like like Kepa, and this is kind of where I found a bit ironic. It was Kepa's competition that he didn't start. It was Keller's competition and Keller's start. And looking, maybe the pressure got to Kepa. You know, he's brought on to save penalties. He doesn't save 11 of them. And then he's, all the pressure's on him. But the thing is, all the pressure's on him to score, you know. I mean, I, I think, to be honest, I think he crumbles under the pressure. Well, you could say that as well. But I also think, like, well, what's the point of bringing on a keeper when he hasn't warmed up? You know what I mean? Like, you don't bring on a striker when he hasn't warmed up. You don't bring on a, Midfield when he hasn't won up. A goalkeeper is not no different, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, it's just very frustrating. God, and I know. actually, do, do you know what? I was thinking about the final a couple of years ago when he refused to come off because he's lost that final as well. Am, am I right in saying that? We lost on penalties. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, there's the irony in, in and of itself. I think Chelsea could definitely have more silverware before this season up anyways. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about the goals, Adzi. And uh, it, 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 well, I say the goals, there was no goals, but the disallowed yeah. goals uh, that yeah. we had in this game, there was about 20 of them. 
it was most on nil 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 nil. I'm like, it was, it was definitely didn't deserve to be a nil all draw. Kata, high challenge on. I don't know, I don't know who it was, Alonso or something, but <laughs> Chalaba, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, high challenge on Chalaba. I think that should be a red card. I don't know what your opinion of it is, but I think it should have been. Um, yeah, I, do you know yeah. what? I actually was. I was thinking through. I was like, is VAR in this? Because I didn't. There was no. There was at no point did the referee actually. Well, I mean, obviously they hadn't got the commentary on, but there was no point in the game where the referee actually like consulted VAR. And he was like, is VAR involved? Um, I think Kate gets lucky because they're both. They've both gone up high. Obviously, Kate is the one that followed through, and he's like he actually stood on his bollocks. Like, <laughs> yeah, it um, doesn't get doesn't get the red. He, he, for me, he was very lucky. Yeah. Then we had the Liverpool disallowed goal, which was absolutely outrageous in my opinion. I don't understand that offside. Like you, I I, I don't think Reese James was going to mark um was going to mark that player anyway that was coming in behind. So, yeah, it's very strange. The thing that irritates me about that goal is, and obviously it's, it's Van Dijk committing the foul on James. When the goal is scored, Reese James doesn't react at all. He doesn't go to referee. Okay, he's after holding me back. So I, 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 I generally, I and mean, you probably call me mad for saying this, that has to be consulted somewhere. At no point does any of the Chelsea players go, that should be a foul. No one says it. No one says it. Um, James doesn't even bother. He, James is like, wait, it's one nil Liverpool. Yeah, like even even Lukaku's goal or Lukaku's goal, his sleeve is offside. That that's not offside. Yeah. Like like the game's gone. You know what I mean? And I think to be honest with you, I'm glad I finished in law and I'm glad Liverpool won 11 10 penalties. I'm glad kept this last penalty. You know what I mean? These are things that I'm happy about. But the things I'm unhappy about in regards to the goals, they're shocking. Like what the fuck is going on? It's not. It's 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 not no foul in the Liverpool goal. Not at all. No, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that goal. And Lukaku's not offside. So that's it, Adzi, for this week's mm. edition of the podcast. Very short today. No, mm. not, not much. A good, Straight to a good episode, though. Yeah, a very yeah. good episode. I really, I really enjoyed it. It's, uh, there is quite a lot of people here. <laughs> so I'm quite happy to wrap it up. <laughs> but yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Adzi's off to catch a flight now. Ryanair, is it, Erlings? Ryanair, unfortunately. Oh, God. I hate to say it. Ah, Michael O'Leary char- charges to pick a seat. What shock! It does. It's an absolute charlatan. Anyway, good business, man. Though. <laughs> oh yeah, shout out Michael O'Leary in the pod. Um, shout out to because I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, follow our TikTok, our Instagram, our YouTube. I mean, YouTube is a bit mad at the moment. I, I haven't gotten around to putting the two videos up, so I need to do that oh, now. Um, oh, and then. Read. Yeah, that's it, I think. Adzi, yeah. anything else to say? No, other than I totally enjoyed the weekend, man. I know it's, I've, I've, I did feel bad for you because um, it's a tough loss to take, especially on penalties. And it's one of those things, it's it's, it's on a knife edge. It's mm. flip of a coin, stuff sometimes. And look, it comes down to moments and unfortunately he was kept in that sky. But shout out to Shay real quick. Sorry, Grant. Um, he texted me saying, <laughs> texted the chat saying, um, well done to Liverpool for winning. Um, finished second in the league trophy. <laughs> and I was like, Shay, come here, man. If, if we were to win a trophy, if we were to win that trophy, you would still have lost to us. <laughs> he was playing with boys. Good laugh. It was good laugh. Um, but yeah, t- thanks everyone for listening this week. We'll be back on form next week. And yeah, we live it there, so. We'll leave it there, so.